What's up, guys? Um, I'm Melanie Nix from the Nixus Podcast. Today we're sitting down with Norman Skinner uh, from many, many projects. I mean, I think he only does music. I don't think he, he sleeps, guys. Forbidden Nivian Skinner, welcome. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, here we are on a Friday night. We're going to start doing this more, guys. 7 o'clock uh, Friday nights is going to be a live show now. Uh, yay, we're starting this. Um, let's start with an obvious question. Where did it all start? Where, where did music start for you? Oh, uh, I think it, I was exposed to it at a, at a young age, um, at least metal and rock and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I was a young kid and uh, my mom, you know, had some boyfriends that would bring over, you know, vinyl records and play them and stuff. And, you know, so I get to hear the classics, you know, like Kiss, Black Sabbath, Zeppelin, stuff like that. And then, uh, then of course, along came MTV, right? Whole wave of hair, hair metal. So I was like a hair metal kid, still really young at that time. And then uh, at high school, I just that's when I really got exposed to a lot of different genres of, of different kinds of metal. Um, and then uh, as far as me musically, uh, it wasn't until my junior year, say junior year of high school, is when uh, I got asked to sing by accident. There was a bunch of guys doing a talent show. Yeah. And they lost their singer. So I was the guy in the room. I was the extra guy. And they're like, you're going to sing. Uh, okay. I'm an adventure guy, so why not? <laughs> and that's just sort of a quick path on how, how it happened, very accidentally. And here we are today. I mean, how many projects, how many songs, how many? Yeah, it's been a lot. I mean, I've, I've released myself um, 17, now, 17 studio albums in my whole career now so that you know upwards of like 180 plus songs out there so there's a lot there's a lot <laughs> that that is that that is a big amount of songs and then yeah. if we count the bands and if we count i mean a lot of experience a lot of do you play a lot of shows oh yeah yeah uh you know depending on the band some in my early days you know it was you know you're playing the the, the little pubs or clubs that are around your little area and then um started getting into, you know, bands that would play the bigger clubs. And then finally it was like, oh, we're going to do a, a tour of these three states, you know, Washington to California and back. Woohoo, we're, we're doing it. And then, yeah. Um, and then finally I got to the point where it was like, hey, we, you know, you're getting on a couple festivals here and there and you're doing full-blown support tours and things. So um, just like most, most guys in the industry, I, you know, I just pay my dues and climb the ladder. So. That's what you got to do. I mean, yeah. some people are lucky and they get that, you know, fast break, the, the TikTok fame and oh. really fast they can, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> most people pay their dues. And uh, what's up, guys, in the comments? We got Anger, Ames, Death Pigeon, Matt. Good to have you here, guys. Um, do you, Other than singing, um, do you play any instruments? No. I, I actually, I wanted to be a guitar player at first like around, you know, like middle school. And uh, I gave up after like three weeks, got these little sausage hands. I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. Gave <laughs> it up. And then the singing thing, like I said, was a complete accident, but um, I just ran with it. You know, I just um, self-taught myself throughout the years to just improve, improve, improve. And then, uh, yeah, just all of a sudden, somewhere along the way, people are like, hey, you're really good. <laughs> it wasn't that way in the beginning, let me tell you, not at all. 
practice, a lot of practice, right? Like, yeah, yeah, still, so. Always, you, you can't stop practicing, you can't stop, like, your vocal cords is your instrument. Right, right, it's a muscle, you gotta work it out, so. Do you come from a family of singers? No, no, nothing like that whatsoever. Like, it's just a, I come from a family of poor people. I don't know. <laughs> there's nothing going on. There's, there's nothing spectacular in my family trees that I've been able to find. No famous anything. So, just common, common folk. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people. Um, it's a question I ask. And people usually think if there's one, there's more. Um, and most the answers I get with that question is, no, I'm like the only one out of the family. And I'm like... Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> um, where do you find inspiration? Do you write any of the songs? Do you... I, I know you just joined Forbidden. Uh, right, yeah. So um, in, in my musical career, um, I, for inspiration, I draw inspiration from everywhere, uh, whether it be personal experiences, a, a movie I watch or just interactions, mythology, history. It, it doesn't matter. I write about anything and everything. Uh, the, the, I try to stay away from religion and politics because those are touchy subjects that there's just so much of that. So I try to stay away from that. But um, that's where I get my inspiration. Um, lyrics, I pretty much have been the sole lyric writer um, for the most part for my entire career. But with uh, Forbidden, uh, Craig Lucero has always been the primary lyric writer in, in that band. So going in, I'm going to uh, let him continue to run that, that portion of it. And I, I might just help out a little bit here and there uh, if he likes. But um, as far as songs, I don't really write any songs because I don't play any instruments, but I am hugely involved in the song structure. Uh, yeah, like for instance, in my band, uh, my band Nivian, when they uh, give me music, sometimes I'll take multiple songs, cut them up and put them together. And I'm like, here's the song. Um, and everyone gives me free reign because uh, they always see, they can hear what I'm doing. So it makes sense. I mean, I've been listening. Um, um, I, I just just have like found your music because of um, online metal promotion that messaged me. Benjamin messaged me and he, I was like, okay, let me check it out. And I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Like more bands <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've been doing this since January and I'm eating it up. Every time I find a new band, I'm super excited. Um, I don't listen to mainstream music anymore. Right, um, neither do I. Well, most of the time I don't. I have my bands, exactly. I have a few of my bands that I'll be like, okay, you're my exception. Uh, but, <laughs> but usually I'm like all indie. I mean, there's so many. Right, um, there's so much good stuff out there too that nobody knows about. So yeah, I understand. Completely. What's up, image of the seat? Message of life, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you replied to me again. Oh, Amy. Um, Amy is my co host for the Nixus podcast. She's going to oh. start doing her own interviews soon. So. Oh, nice. We're excited Very cool. for that. <laughs> um, yes, anger overdose, indie life, for sure. Um, there's so much talent. I mean, um, like, it's so it's surprising and the the concerts the shows are so affordable compared to trying to go see taylor swift at like four thousand dollars a ticket yeah yeah no it's um i mean my my kids are like oh you know i want to go see metallica and i'm like well i've seen them like 500 times and 
you know, over my lifetime. And I'm looking at the ticket prices. And I'm like, yeah, you guys might not get to see them. <laughs> but no, you know, I just I look for festival appearances when they can see the big band. So like, you know, I've been able to take, they get to go see, you know, they've been able to see like Metallica and Kiss and stuff like that. But these, if you try to see these bands on like one-off shows on tour, it's like how much money you have to drop. So like, I know Pantera's coming through, they want to watch them really bad, but they're on a festival that's uh, here in California. So I'm like, sweet. It's not going to cost an arm and a leg to take them to see a band that I've already seen a bunch of times, you know, but they've never seen. So... Well, it depends on where you go, what festival. Because, I mean, I'm close to, was it Blue 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 Ridge Rock Fest? Ridge. <sighs> Those tickets are like, oof. I was like, okay, a lot of good bands. And then I was like, okay, can't afford that with three kids. Right. <laughs> Priorities. Yep, yeah, right. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but I'm going to go see some indie shows instead. Um, there you go. Next Saturday, we're going to be, not tomorrow, the next one, we're going to be uh, down in Charlotte to watch Dying Oath. So, Okay. There you go. I love the, the, the club shows anyway. They're more intimate. Plus, the bands sometimes hang out, too. So, you know. Yeah, they do. They do. That's why Mindy was like, come on, come on down, and we'll hang out. And I was like, for sure, sure. We'll go have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite time of the day to create? Um. I don't know. I don't really know if I have a, a, a specific day. I just kind of, uh, just kind of when it hits, I just start working on it. You know, I'm very much a time management kind of person. I, I literally schedule like most of my day and everything. So I know when I'm going to work on stuff and when I'm going to do things. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm not, you know, I schedule things, but I don't have a set time. So, but you know that during the day you're going to do this, 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 and there's going to be music somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, music yeah, must be there every day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I, don't really, uh, I don't really work on songs and music during the evening at all because that's when I'm out or I'm having fun or I'm detox, you know, detoxing from the day and watching something and relaxing. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's um, more of like, oh, time to get to work and work on the music during the day, so. You've been in the music scene for a long time. Um, you must have had a lot of advice from uh, other musicians, producers. What's the best one that one of somebody gave you? And I, so what's interesting is I haven't really been given any advice personally, but I get hit up a lot for advice. Um, but I can answer that question. So when I was younger, I was watching a, an interview with Ozzy Osbourne. And in the interview, I remember him saying, he said, I'm not the best bloody singer in the world, right? And I was thinking to myself, that's true. And he goes, he goes, but I surround myself with the best musicians I can find. So I always took that to heart, and I always made sure that when I walk into the room, I want to feel like I'm the weak link. I want to look around and be like, damn, everybody's good, everyone's top notch. So, uh, so I've, I, that's some advice I always took to heart. Yeah, I always, when in my area, my my group. Um, in Northern California, people are always like, you take all the good musicians. It's like, you know what? That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get all the good guys, so the good ones. Well, yeah. You want the best, right? You want to surround yourself by the best to be the best you can be. Yeah, I mean, and they push you, right? And they push exactly. you and push them. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I feel with my team. I mean, 
Matt pushes me every day, like, you know, and not in a bad way. It's just, hey, remember, you have to do this. I'm very forgetful. I have very bad ADHD and kids. So sometimes the day goes fast and I'm like, oh, wow, it's late. And then right. I see a message from Matt saying, oh, you forgot the playlist. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I make a note the next morning. I just start doing it. Um, I mean, was, everybody, that any, was I supposed to do that? Mm, squirrel. <laughs> exactly. And then we're back again in that loop. The squirrel, the shiny things and the kids. And yep. I forget. <laughs> so they keep me. They keep me in line, which is very nice to have. Right on. Um, <laughs> do you have any weaknesses you're working on? Uh, right. So right now with uh, the, the forbidden stuff, um, I'm having to step back into the, the straight thrash genre, and it's been a while. So, uh, you know, I, I listen to some of this, this old, early stuff that, you know, their former singer Russ Anderson put out, you know, back when, you know, he was like in his early 20s, you know, and I'm in my mid to late 40s already, you know, He's belting these super high power streams, lots of air, and me, it's like I can hit the note, but like about halfway, I'm like I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm really I'm, I'm trying to build up my uh, I guess my my capacity my lung capacity to hold notes out a lot longer. Um, other than that, also speed, you know, some of the you know really quick enunciations and stuff and uh, and attack. So I haven't done that in a while. I've been doing a lot of the power metal. You know, big epic singing and stuff. So uh, it's it's just a it's just a change of just sort of change of scenery, and I need to jump in and, and get used to it. So, well, I mean, you've been there for a month, right? So it, it's yeah, but we haven't we haven't you know. even I've only been doing is just pounding the songs in my head that we're supposed to play. So, um, you know, our debut show with me singing is in Belgium for twenty five thousand people. You know, so it's like. All right, I gotta have my best foot forward for this. So you know, I'm just learning everything that we're gonna do. And actually, this Sunday uh, is the first day that I walk into a room with them, and we actually start a rehearsal. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Actually, that, full voice singing and working with the real uh, instruments. So that is incredible. Like big congratulations to you on that. Yeah, thank you. Everybody's like, oh, it's like that movie Rockstar. <laughs> You know, and I'm like a little bit. You know, this big legendary thrash band just calls little old me. Who people are like, who's this guy? So yeah, it worked out so far. I'm I mean, I mean, I guess it's an inspiration to the bands that are in the comet right now, and to me. Um, I do music myself. I'm a tiny little indie person, and you know, um, if you keep going, you keep pushing, you pay your dues, you get a phone call one day. Yeah, you know, it, like it, it, I guess. It can happen. <laughs> I never thought I, I never thought I'd get any kind of call like this, but hell, I'm, I'm not complaining. No, no, I, I haven't heard you complain anyway since we talked. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, Where did you say you were going, Belgium? Belgium, yeah. So we're playing the uh, Alcatraz Festival. Um, we're playing the main stage. I think we're from the top. We're like four down. So uh, basically. Uh, they called Craig and they were like, Hey, Anthrax had to drop out. Is it possible for the 35th anniversary of Forbidden Evil, which is the debut album, <clears throat> that you guys could do a special show? And we know that your singer is retired. He no longer sings. He wants nothing to do with music. Can you get a new singer? And then um, they also said, Hey, could you get Chris Contos on drums from Machine Head? Because we know that you play with him in your other band and it would be a great story. And that was just the final. You know, because already I think seeds were planted, 
And then uh, that's when he was like, yeah, I can do that. So then that's when I got the call and everything just rolled on from there. So Incredible. Yeah. Must be exciting, like you said, to just finally get the be in the room with them and play music together and not just sing over the tracks and sing. Yeah, you know, that's, actually feel the energy and, you know, yes, meet exactly. those things. I mean. You got it. Exactly. You were probably listening to their music even before they called you. Like, Yeah, I was a fan. I mean, I had shirts already and, you know, I, I grew up in, in the same area, you know, going to shows and just, you know, yeah, I was in the front row or the pit. Back in the day, don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel yeah, yeah. I want to hurt yourself, you know. Yeah, now I just, I just wanna, yeah, I just want to conduct the pit now. <laughs> <laughs> Supervise. Yeah, that's super. Oh, you're in there. Oh, you hurt yourself. <laughs> How would you describe your music? Your three projects. Oh, okay. Uh, well, okay. Uh, Forbidden. Anyone that's a thrash fan knows Forbidden. I mean, they're. San Francisco Bay Area legends, you know, same, you know, they're just a little more, uh, you know, you got Testament, Exodus, you got, you know, Death Angel and Forbidden's right there. So they're just, uh, Forbidden's a little more, um, I think, technical, if you were to ask me. Uh, they have a little more technical prowess to their music. And the vocals is more like, you know, a thrash metal singer meets Rob Halford on steroids. You know, it's it's that kind of a thing. So, and that's, of course, what I got to to, to deal with now i have to take up that that helm um so th that's forbidden and then uh for my power metal band nivian we're like uh we're a very heavy u.s power metal band um one reviewer put it in a way i really love he said it's like if a monomarth and primal fear had a baby um he's like that's what this band sounds like so we're we're very much you know epic and you know mighty but no no cheesy lyrics none of that La, 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 la. Yeah, it's very, it's very just heavy U.S. power metal. And then for Skinner, my solo stuff, um, that's a little more all over the place because I love a lot of different genres. So my, like my latest album, The Dark Design, you know, um, I got some ballads on there that sound very Queensryche-ish. And then I have, you know, some heavier stuff that sounds very Kill Switch Engage. So, you know, you get a little bit of everything. I kind of use all the colors of my, my palette and just paint a really nice, you know, nice album from song to song so so uh but uh for anybody i'll go ahead and do a little plug right now anybody that's not familiar with me if you go to my website normanskinner.net i literally have videos from all my past and present projects i have a playlist on there with like the, over 150 songs from all the different albums i've really so one-stop shop you can go listen see if there's something that you like awesome um we're gonna play some forbidden stuff later uh, but we can also play some of your stuff because I'd like for the people to hear you sing. So. Sure, sure. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know what song and we'll play it in a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> how do you balance music and life and, you know, all the obligations and the kids and, uh, you know. It's a... Uh... So, so by my day job, because I haven't been able to quit my day job yet, uh, I'm a senior project manager, so I'm very much scheduling and timing and stuff. So um, I'm a firm believer that uh, if you want anything bad enough in life, you make time for it. Uh, and uh, I've given that advice to, to friends of mine that are females. They're always like, oh, he said he is too busy with work and this. And I, I always tell them, I go, if people want something bad enough, they're going to make the time. They're going to fit things in. And um, it's the same. If I want to be able to do multiple bands, 
then I want to be able to do, you know, interviews and I want to have the home life and, and I want it all. I just have to manage it and fit it all in. Of course, there comes times where you, you look at your plate and you're like, yeah, this plate's a little too full. Something's got to go. Uh, but yeah, yeah, exactly what from Matt says, make time for it. Yeah, if whatever you have time, you got to make some time. Uh, right. If it's, um, I don't remember who we we're talking to, and they were like, even if I only have ten minutes, I'll play ten minutes yes. of guitar. You know, just it, it could be anything. It could be someone who's really passionate about gaming. Gamers, right? They're like, yep. oh, I got this game, but I have all this work. I have home life, blah blah blah. But this one hour late at night, this is going to be my time. You know, I mean, it could, it could be anything, any hobby. Just making that time, and that also, I think that the hobby time is also like your time, right? That's that personal time that keeps your your mind clear and, you know. It's important. It's yes, important absolutely. to take some time, at the, just even if it's a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I go outside for 10 minutes. I just sit there outside by myself 10 minutes, and I just enjoy the silence. There you uh, go. That's my time. <laughs> then I'm back inside in chaos. Uh, <laughs> the, the dogs, the kids, everything. Um, <laughs> world leave me alone <laughs> I love it I love it but it, it's also nice at night when everybody's quiet and in bed oh sure I think that's where my music comes in the most because that's where my brain has time to think I can hear my own thoughts now instead of hearing everybody's right yeah your mind's not cluttered with the noises from the world around you so you get to just you know Get your own subconscious going and your creativity. I understand that for sure. How do you think social media changed it? Changed the music world? I mean, you've been in it before where we had street teams that you needed to help right. you out. Now you don't need the street team necessarily because you have Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, it's um it's good and bad, right? I think it's a double edged sword. It's um it's great for starting out bands or any bands that are at a low level, right? Because Obviously, you're able to get your music out and your image and your, your message to a wide range of, of people that back in the day would have never had a chance. You know, Back then, you could make yourself a demo tape, and then you did the tape trading. You'd be mailing these things off, right? And that was a lot of work. Now it's like you can just do a post, maybe boost it here and there, go on different social media platforms. If it gets shared and shared again, you know, that's a good thing. Um, at the same time, the other half of that Everybody's doing that. So you're lost in the sea of music, right? All these bands from all around the world doing the exact same thing you are. So you're able to reach a lot of people, but getting them to actually hear that and pick you out of what, what is everybody's confronted with daily, you know? I mean, just go to like Instagram and see all the sponsored reels of bands that just pop up, right? It's like there's a ton of them. And, you know, and do the algorithms, right? Those are the ones that we see. And out of those, maybe there's one out of 10. I actually am like, ooh. So it's, it's good and bad. I, th I think if, if, it was, if it was set up a different way or it was monitored where, you know. I think we have to change it. And I think somehow. we started, like, there's a little indie community. I say little, but it's growing. Every day it's growing. And it, it, it's I started the podcast in January, and it, it, I was like, okay, one episode a month, you know, we'll take it easy. So I did January, I did February. February, I met the indie community of Facebook. And by the end of February, we were booked 
two to three episodes a week. Um, it is incredible. Uh, they started tagging each other, tagging me, tagging, and everybody's getting hurt. Everybody's getting a chance. Everybody, I personally give a chance to everybody. I don't care if you have a million followers. I don't care if you have three followers. If you're making music and you like what you're doing and you believe in your music, come on in, sit down, and we'll have a talk. Any genre. Oh, very cool. Hip-hop, pop, metal, everything. You're equal opportunity. Why not? For me, music has no borders. There's, like you said earlier, I try not to talk politics. I try not to talk religion because that's all stuff that divides people. Correct. Music shouldn't divide people, no matter the language, no matter the genre. So, I mean, you listen to the Nix's radio, you're like rocking out, and all of a sudden you hear like French rock with didgeridoo. Soleil noir. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> well, you, never, you never know what you like until you actually hear it. <laughs> so... You'd be surprised, seriously. Like, I was surprised with every band that sends me uh, emails and music and uh, some stuff. I'm like, I never would have thought of what they created, first of all. And I never would have thought I would have liked something like this. And then I have it on repeat for like three days. Right. And everybody in the house is like, enough, please switch to a different song. They're like, no more didgeridoo, please. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in front of the audience and you're performing, where does your mind go? Oh, I'm, I'm usually lost in the moment. Um, it's a, uh, if, if all is going well, I'm on autopilot. You know, I'm just sort of going through the motions, making sure that I'm singing well, that, you know, in my mind, it's just, what's the note? What's the lyric? What's the note? What's the lyric? And I'm just performing. Um, you know, and then there's times where I will spot things and I'll see people in the crowd and, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, my, my mind, that's the way my mind works. I don't know if other singers are the same way, but mine's very much, you know, I'm just working. The gears are going, doing what I need to do. So, um, but, yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, some people, different stuff, right? Uh, I, I usually go completely kind of blank. And then I come back to myself at one point and I scare myself. And I'm like, oh, you leave your body. <laughs> Was I <that> singing? <laughs> Scary. <laughs> I guess it's still the stage fright. So my mind just kind of just sing the song. And don't oh, you, do, you, do you suffer from stage fright? I... I Yes. And even oh. videos and stuff. This is why I started the podcast also, because I'm like, there's no reason to be afraid to talk to people, to be in front of a camera or to be on stage. Uh, I mean, people want to be there. I mean, they knew you were going to be there. They came to yeah. see you. Like, why are you nervous? Exactly. That's right. Oh, but at least, at least you're yeah. understanding that. That's great. And then yeah. you can see how this could be absolutely therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, talking to new people that I don't know that, you know, different, different, yeah, I'm trying to be quick on my feet all the time, and <laughs> Ames is trying to do it too, but Ames is like, I'm just going to start just pre-recording, and that's how I started too, and at one point you get comfortable, you get, <laughs> should be nervous till you're on stage, I, I mean, I'm always nervous, so we're good, I'm a nervous wreck. 
I don't I don't get nervous before I go on stage. I'm I'm the I'm so relaxed before I go on stage that I'm usually like ready for a nap. So people are like, "Hey, you ready?" Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Dude, I just want to take a nap." Like all the time. That's me. Like, there's a video on my Instagram, but you'd have to go down to find it. And I'm literally on my couch. I look at the camera. I'm like, oh, I'm just and I'm all literally me before every show. <laughs> but of course, once I on stage and that snare hits and you know, boom, I'm up. It's time to go. But usually before a show, for some reason, I'm just like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. But even now, you have a very calm. Uh, demeanor you have a uh, uh, if it's a lot different when he starts singing guys when he like he, he has that energy he has it but he, you're very I'm, calm you're oh yeah I'm a, very you know I'm a very chill um, go through life kind of relaxing don't stress type of person in general um, so yeah that's that's just me I mean that's how I, this all happened like I said you know I was in a room with guys and they needed a singer and they're like you need to sing Okay, I, I just went with it, you know, so here I am. <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break. We're going to listen to Forbidden. Um, just so everybody knows, this is not you singing, right? No, this is all class. This is classic Forbidden, their singer, world-renowned thrash vocalist. So I'm stepping into big shoes. But this is a song that you'll be covering? Uh, this is a song that I am currently learning uh, whether or not we will play this in... Our upcoming show, I don't know, but I'm already on to the second album right now. I've got the first album down. I'm on the second album. So, yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a little break and listen to this. Yeah. 
I could see now what you're talking about, those high, high, long notes that he's holding yeah. there. <laughs> one. Yeah, those are, those are no joke. <laughs> he does those on a few songs, so. No, that's not, uh, that's not going to be easy. But, I mean, train, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. At one point, you'll be able to. That's uh, some big shoes to fill for sure. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Luckily, you know, there's only a couple of them that are. I've got most of them down. There's a couple though, like that in that one. That one. That's one he does there is probably the hardest one. I was like, when I first heard, it, I was I had my lyric sheet, and I was I was working on stuff, listening to them, and then um I started doing it, and I just wrote next to that scream. I'm all damn. <laughs> <laughs> Snowy man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, how about Nivian? Yeah. Uh, How'd you guys get together? So uh, I had. All right, so I got to go back a little bit. So it was probably like 2015 uh, ish. And um, I, had, I had a band called Skinner, but it wasn't a solo thing. It was actually a band. And um, the lineup had fallen apart. I had time. And I, I just put a Facebook post out saying, Hey, I have time. I'm looking for a new project. Um, I'm a big power metal fan. I'd like to do something maybe more power metal. And then, uh, my friend, uh, Brian O'Connor, who used to sing for a band called vicious rumors, hit me up and he's like, Hey dude, you know, a common friend of ours started a new power metal band. You know, you should hit him up, which I did. Um, I didn't know they had a singer already, uh, but he was all excited. So he sent me like four songs and then I wrote and recorded three of them in like three days and sent them back. And he played it for the rest of the guys who I didn't know. And they're like, oh, this guy's in. He's so in. And uh, then they fired the other guy I didn't even know about. 
<laughs> so, sorry, yeah. other guy. Sorry, not sorry, right? Uh, yeah, and then I showed up. So that's how I came into the fold. And then, uh, you know, we had a few other member changes that needed to be made. And then, you know, we went on. We made two two fantastic albums. Our third album is mixed and mastered. Hopefully, it'll be out by the end of the year. So, you know, the band just it's just rolling. It's doing it's doing very well. And and it's, you know, it's it's nowhere near really you know, legendary forbidden status, but you know, in our own, in our own lane, we're doing very well. And we're each album, we're climbing and gaining more of a better following, having better tours, et cetera. So. Well, you can't compare, you know, you can't compare any bands together. I mean, I, I, right. I don't think in comparing people, I, I don't like to compare bands to other bands or everybody has their own success. Right. Correct. What's your definition of success? Um, so this is, it's interesting, right? Because, uh, a lot of people ask me about the whole forbidden thing. Oh, is this just surreal to you? Are you like running around screaming like, Oh my God. And I'm like, no, because I've never been that guy that dreamed of being a big rock star. That, that wasn't me. Like I said, this music thing just came out of nowhere. It was accidental. I just kind of went with it. I'm having a good time doing what I'm doing. So, uh, so for me, as long as I'm able to, as long as there's people that want to hear more music from me, I feel that I'm a success because people are like, when's the new album? Well, when's this band's new album? When are you going to do more stuff? So I'm like, that's to me right there. That's, that's success. They want more. I'm going to give them more. So. It's a great answer. There's no wrong answer for that because the, that question is individual. Absolutely. Everybody has their definition of success. Like, the youngest guest I've had on the podcast was 15 years old. And for him, it was the tour, you know, big band. Big tour. Yeah, why not? You know, and I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, at that age, I would have loved the big tours, too. <laughs> Forget everything else. Let me play with my, you know, with my, with my inspiration, like the bands that, you know, I look up to. Who did you look up to growing up? Oh, it depends on the time. Obviously, because I went through different phases, but uh, um, like one or two big bands, and like yeah, I mean, um, so your for, phases for really, so for really big, like obviously in the late '80s, um, early '90s, it was more like um, I was a really big Sebastian Bach fan, Skid Row. Like that guy could sing, he had the look. All the girls wanted him, and I was like, damn, that that's awesome, right? Um, then I kind of. You know, there's there's just different bands for different things. Like um, I looked up to uh, Dream Theater for a long time because they're just so technic. Their technicality was awesome. The things that they would write. So I looked at them for that way. Um, you know, and then there's there's other bands like Testament, which you know were another Bay Area thrash band. It's like, oh, these guys are just so just killer. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I've I've never had any idols. You know, there's, I've never had any big, like, I idolize these guys, and, you know, I'm going to fanboy with them. So, so, yeah, nothing like that, but they're just bands that I really like. Um, currently, my, my, my current favorite band um, is a band called Evergrey from Sweden. And, um, you know, they're more of a progressive, melancholy band that just has awesome riffs and soulful lyrics, and I'm really into them a lot right now. So, Evergrey, you said? Evergrey, yeah, E V E R G R E Y. So they're they're currently my favorite band. I don't. I'm gonna check it out after the show for sure. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic band. Yeah. 
what do you like the most about being a singer, a musician? Like, what do you oh. like the least? Let's um, let's balance it out. The least, the least is easy. The least is the politics. I don't like the business of the music. I don't like, you know, uh, are we going to get paid? And how much is it? And contracts and all that. Um, I wish I could just play and, you know, it'd be all all good. Uh, but what I like, I think the create the creating portion. I love writing lyrics. I love putting a song together and seeing it come to life. You know, by the end when you're actually recording it, you get that end result. So the whole creative, I would. The day that I can't perform and tour anymore, I'm not going to be heartbroken. As long as I can still write and I can still create songs, even if it's for someone else, I don't mind being a ghostwriter or, or whatnot. But um, that, I mean, that's no else. Uh, how old was Johnny Cash when he did Hurt? Seventy something. Like, there's no age. There's no, and it's one of his best ones for me. Anyways, that's like when when I heard that song, I was like, wow, you know, and. Yeah. Everybody would have counted him out at that age. Everybody would have been like, mm. but he came in swinging and he was like, no, I'm not done yet. No, no, yeah, no. He's like, old man still got some fire in the tank. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ring of fire was still burning. <laughs> <laughs> What's the ultimate career goal for Norman Skinner? Uh, you know, at this point, hopefully the band gets as good as it can be. So I don't have to do the day job anymore. Because I'll tell you, when I'm doing day jobs, I'm a remote employee. I've been a remote employee forever. So, you know, I'm literally where I sit, if I turn this way on these computers here, it's work. If I turn this way, it's my studio and it's fun, right? Um, I'd like that one to go away. <laughs> that That's my goal. Uh, so, but Jen, you have to really get into a small percentage of musicians, unfortunately, to not have to have a day bill, a day job that doesn't pay the bills. So, uh, but it's it, I can, one can dream. Spotify is not paying the bills, guys. Spotify ain't buying me lunch. Spotify ain't doing nothing. Well, like I said in all the episodes before, don't stop streaming. It's not what I'm telling you. Keep right. streaming the music, but buy merch. Merch yeah. helps a lot more. Than anything else. Yep, um, merch and uh, tickets. Well, I'll assume uh, merch more than tickets, but yeah, go, go see the band. band. Yeah, merch is direct. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, so a word to anyone out there listening to this if you can buy merch from the band's website, do that because a lot of times when you go to buy it from them at a show, if it's a bigger venue or tour, the venue takes a percentage of that. So if you can buy stuff online from the band direct, please do it. And if you buy it at the show, I mean, you buy it at the show. It's okay, too. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> like I always say, that last drink, that last beer, you don't need it. Keep that money and go buy yourself something. I mean, oh, yeah. you try to buy yourself one of those T-shirts from the big tours, and it's like $50 for a T-shirt from your favorite band. Yeah, it's like, uh, forget that. I'm going to go to a, an app and buy an older one from somebody. Right, but you go to one of your shows... Uh, which we're going to Dying Oath, and I'm sure there's other bands, but I don't remember right now. It's $20 for the ticket. And then what? It's going to be $20, $25 for a T-shirt, a few yep. drinks. You know, Standard. you got a good night, some amazing music. You meet amazing people, and you know, it costs you about 100 bucks. Yeah. A lot cheaper than going to see Metallica right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How does music help in other areas of your life? I don't know. I get, I get street cred. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, and people are like, oh, you're in a band and all that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I sing for some bands. And then when they actually later on check me out, they're like, oh, you're in like real bands. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in my 40s. What do you mean? You thought I was in a garage in my mom's house still, like playing with friends? Um, but uh, no, I think, I think the, the perks are uh, – from being in a band and stuff, I like the double life portion of it. Um, I go out to a lot of shows, right? And it could be a Tuesday, a Wednesday in the middle of the week, but it breaks up the monotony that normally would be work, home, work, home, the same old, same old, same old all the time. At least with me, I get—I really do. I get to get out. I get to watch bands. I get to perform. I get to have rehearsals. You know, and it, it keeps, I think it keeps me young, honestly. It really does because I'm not being... You know, when I do spend time with the family, I love it because, you know, that's also breaking up the music at the same time. So a nice balance. You get to enjoy everything. Yeah. Well, anything in too much is like not enough, right? So like you said, you got to balance everything out. You got to try to find times for everything and, and find time for yourself, too, at one point. Yes. I'm, I'm waiting for that rainbow to go across the street. The more you know. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> Today's lessons, kids. Find time for yourself. <laughs> there you go. Matt, can you make that rainbow appear in the music and everything? And the more you know. <laughs> Matt, Matt's the audio guy. I want to play one of your songs. I want yeah. people here to hear you sing. What are we playing? I found Skinner Sleepwalkers, but I'm guessing that's when you guys were. Yeah, that was more. Of, um, so off of my my current, I, I released uh, multiple singles off my album that just came out a little over a month ago. My favorite off that is called uh, In Silence. So it's Skinner I and then I N Silence. Um, it's a it's a lyric. It's a really cool graphic lyric video, but uh, that's the latest single that. Uh, that I really like off my, my newest solo album. And, and, you know, it's heavy, but it's got kind of a clean chorus and you, you get a little bit of flavor with it. And uh, it can kind of show a little bit of range of things I like to do. So, okay. yeah. I got it. I found it. <laughs> okay, cool. Very cool. Um, here we go. Let's, let, let's take some time to listen to Norman sing because, uh, I mean, forgive Forbidden is really awesome. It's a yeah. really cool band, but... Let's put some light a bit on your voice. Here we go. Thank you.
some very powerful vocals there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I like to do different things. I like to do clean singing, growling. I like to, I, I, I can do, I have other songs on that album where I do the high screams. Um, you know, uh, that's why they call me the metal chameleon. Because I, I like to, to change it up song to song and within the song stuff. So it's fun. You know, it's, I, keeps it interesting, keeps us on our toes. Exactly. I like to create dynamic albums where it's not like, you know, if, like if I were to go buy an ACDC album, I know what I'm going to get song to song. It's going to have this one sound and all the songs are going to be somewhat similar. Um, unfortunately, even bands like Iron Maiden, it's, it's still kind of like that. Um, but me, from song to song, you know, I, I want you to listen to one and be like, and then go to the next song. You have a whole different flavor, and it keeps you engaged. So and I've always been that way. I remember one of my earliest uh, uh, singers that I, I wanted to sort of emulate a little bit was Mike Patton from Faith No More, because I was like, this guy does some weird stuff. He changes his voice up. He's singing. He's doing weird, you know. So uh, I was just kind of wanted to be a singer that could do a lot of different um, different things. So. It's nice. It's nice to hear the, the, the different things you can do with your voice, um, you. especially that you're self-taught. Like, you yeah. haven't taken classes. Like, no. Uh, I mean. It took, a, it, it took a long time. I mean, I'm, I've, I'm old. I've seen a lot of winners. <laughs> I've, uh, it just, you know, over the years, I, I would uh, watch video of myself or I'd listen to myself back and I'd be like, uh, you know, that sounds a little weak. What can I do to make that better? And I would work on that. So, is just targeting what I didn't like that I was hearing about myself and then working on it. You know, and I'd, I'd, I'd pull up like back then it was just practice, practice. But then once YouTube was out, it was like, Oh, how do I get better at this? And then some guy would say something and then I would just practice it on my own. So exactly, exactly. Just like it, everything is that, you know, just, just gotta do a little research, just gotta, and there's a lot of good coaches out there that are, um, available and yes, they charge, but some of them are reasonable. I right. mean, um, one of the one of the coaches that I've been looking at, like, have watched her videos and tried to teach myself to scream because I can vocal, I can clean sing, but now I'm trying to learn to do some, you know, just fry screams and just to sure. bring another element into my music. And um, I, right now, I sound like a baby baby cub. <laughs> doing little growls, but it's it's coming, you know. So I've been watching Melissa Cross. Oh yes, the the art of the zen of screaming, right? Zen of screaming. Zen yeah. of screaming. Yes. So, yes. I mean, I've been trying to teach myself. I mean, it's getting better, but not yet. Album music releasing wise. Uh, yeah, I do. I do just enough to, uh, you know, I don't get too guttural, as you can tell, or anything, and I don't do a lot of the pig squeals or whatnot. But I do enough just to like throw that heaviness into it where it's like, oh, that's heavy. Uh, but, but you can still really understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, yes, it's not all muffled. And yeah. yes, sometimes I'm like, I, I love what I'm listening to, but don't ask me what they're saying. I, I don't know. I like right. it, but I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, To the Hellfire is a good example. Um, I've listened to it in the Lorna Shore, and I was like, ooh, I like this. I don't know what they're saying, though. Hold on. <laughs> Let me check what Will is saying. I looked right at the on. lyrics, and I'm like, oh, I can hear it now. <laughs> yeah, when they point it out, all of a sudden, it's like, it gets a little lot clearer. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, now that I saw the lyrics once, now, yeah, I hear it. I hear it. My ears were just wrong. <laughs> what are the plans for the coming months? There's the tour. Uh, so, there's no, so there's no actual tour. So uh, for me, 
Next up on my agenda, in uh, two weeks, um, my power metal band, we're playing with Hammerfall. They're on tour from Sweden. So we're going to be doing a big show with them. Um, our, it's not official, but I think it's going to happen. But I believe that uh, our, our drummer, that part we parted ways with back in October, uh, will be rejoining. Uh, we'll just call it a misunderstanding. And we are all happy. So uh, we have the new album that's being that's mixed and mastered, and uh, artwork is about ninety percent done. So can't wait for that. Um, and then uh, we'll start shopping that stuff. So that that's the next thing coming up. Um, beyond that, um, there will be some forbidden show dates being announced in the coming week, um, and then we have our first official forbidden rehearsal, uh, which I'm excited about. So, uh, and then really, it's just getting ready for Alcatraz Festival. You know, I mean, I've never played for that side type of crowd. These guys, I mean, you know, I'm in a room and I'm looking like this guy's been in Machine Head. That guy's been in Slayer and Testament. He's played with death. I mean, you know, these guys have done the world tours and the huge stages, you know, and they drop names like it's nothing. And I'm just over here in the corner like, <laughs> you know, so I'm just really concentrating. I want to, I want to, I want to put everything I have into those, those first uh, performances over in Belgium and make sure that the diehard fans, you know, hear, hear what they're, what they, what's the word I'm looking for? What they deserve. They, they deserve, a, a, you know, a good new, this is a rebirth. They, they deserve a good new singer um, since they can't have the one that, that we, we, even myself have grown to love, you know. So he, he retired. He does not do music. He doesn't want anything to do with music. Um, he's living the sober life, etc. So, Best Pigeon says that must be nerve-wracking. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I'm like, <clears throat> you know, I did a the, – there's this thing called Bay Area Interthrational that they put together. This is kind of what got my foot in the door, um, where the idea is they play a lot of early thrash songs, but if you were in that band, you could not play your own song. You can only play songs from the other bands. So it was kind of a, a nice twist. And uh, they didn't have any singers in the area. All their singers were out of state or on tour. So, you know, like they had like, you know, Mark from Death Angel or Randy from Lamb of God. These are the guys that are singing the songs. And they didn't have a, a singer. So they called me, <clears throat> said, could you learn 12 songs to just help us get ready for this festival we're doing? So it would just be me rehearsing with them. You know, so I learned the songs. I came in there, worked with them for multiple weekends. And um, one of the songs happened to be a forbidden song. And that's, I think, how everything just really started. They were all like, whoa. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just in that room, you know, I look around, you know, you know, there's guys in there from, you know, DRI and violence and just really classic stuff. And I was like, wow. So. It was, it, was, it was cool. It definitely was a little nerve-wracking. I kept my composure, though. They, they didn't know. They told me they had no idea how nervous I was. So yeah. That's fake it. Just fake it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Muscle conjure. Um, any collaboration plans, artistic collaborations? Um, so, I'm, so the thing is, like, I don't have a lot of time to do full bands and things like that, but... As I mentioned earlier, I love creating. So if anybody likes to do um, collaborations, like recording collaborations or writing, I almost always am down if, if I like what's going on. Um, for my solo stuff, I'm actually looking for song, like people that play guitar that can write songs. I'm looking for people right now because I have 
four EPs, four six-song EPs that are all about 80% done that I still need songs for. And it's uh, they're all going to be coming out under my, my solo stuff, Skinner. And it's a, it's a whole... Right now, it's a four-album concept album. It's a vampire love story with a supernatural twist. Very, Some of it's very dark, very symphonic. It's, it's really cool. So anybody wants to hit me up and think that they might be able to write a song or have one, you know, Best let me know. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're in here, but maybe um, Anger Overdose. I don't know if you're in here, but Amber is an amazing guitar player. Um, so yep. I have everything I, from ballads on up to really heavy stuff that I still need stuff for, and um, so that's something that that's an ongoing collaboration. I've been working on for years, and then I'm also working with a couple guys. One guy's in Spain, and the other guy's in Switzerland. Um, and we've written like four songs. I have no idea if they're. I, I don't know what the plan is. They're just kind of restructuring, and I'm just recording and writing. Um, I don't know if they are trying to make it into a full band. I don't know if they're going to have multiple singers. And I'm one of the guests. It's there's no name for the project. But that's a collaboration. But yes, I'm always open to collabing because that's where the real creative juices get to come out. Um, you know, I don't yeah. want my hands tied to just a power metal band and a thrash band. And that's why I have my solo Skinner stuff, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> that's that's great. I mean, the guys over here, they love to collaborate. They love, it's, it's, you know, smaller indie bands um, with amazing people. Uh, Conjure, I've had them all so far on my podcast. Um, I talk to them personally. Um, great guys, great musicians. Uh, I mean, Death Pigeon, if you look at his out al their album, like... They have a whole storybook with it. Nice. So you're listening to the album, and you can read the little storybook. Like, it's a little creature, and there's cannibalism, and all kinds of shit like that. <laughs> it's really that. cool. <laughs> and you know what? And that sets you apart from other bands. And that sets you, you know, you're offering something that everybody else is. You know what I mean? And I, I get that. And I, I applaud that, actually. So As soon as I saw that, I was like, concept. That was like, that is brilliant. I, I need to. Uh, we have Chaotic News uh, magazine with Chaotic Rose Media, and um, I've made an article about it because, I mean, I was like, this is just pure genius. The little creature's cute. Like, he, he doesn't, for me, he doesn't look very, like, ooh, you know, but pretty cool story. I haven't had a chance to read the full story yet. Um, I'm going to try. It's available on Bandcamp, guys. I think it's limited edition, too, so just saying. Uh, little plug here for my buddy. Oh, yeah, of course. You got to gotta show love. Everybody. Uh, the community is beautiful. These guys are always there for me. Share a repose are here at every interview if they can be here. I mean, I I'm lucky to be surrounded by some pretty fucking amazing people <laughs> of course <laughs> so we're getting towards the end of the interview uh, I'm gonna have this one last question that is the Nixus question that everybody has oh so let's see let's see what Norman Skinner has to say if you get to sit down with little Norman when you were just a tiny tiny little guy what would you tell yourself uh, we've had answers from don't yeah. drink too much no. up to it'll be okay honestly 
if I had the knowledge I have now and I was going back to talk to my former self, yeah, I'd tell myself to save up my allowance and invest in Apple stock and Google and everything else. You know I mean, that's straight up. I would, I would be that guy. I'd go back and make myself rich. Hell yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'd, I'd give myself all the tips. I'd be like, oh, this team won the Super Bowl. Make sure you bet on them early in the year. Yeah, I would do everything. <laughs> I mean, there's so, no bad answer. <laughs> that's that's what I do. You like back in the future part two where he gets that, that almanac, right? He goes back. Oh, we can make a little money. I think that's what I would do. I wouldn't be, I would have no wisdom, no, no good advice to just be like, here, make some cash. <laughs> Right, anger overdoses here. Um, Amber, if Amber would like to collaborate, he can hit up uh, Norman. He's looking for people to play guitar with him. Yeah, well, write songs. Yeah, yeah, write some songs. So just hit him up, guys. Um, I love to see the collaborations. Uh, I have asked uh, Mindy from Dying Oath uh, to collaborate on a song with me, which we will be doing. So it's pretty exciting to to be able to collaborate with other people, especially people that you respect, you know, people sure. that you've had a chance to talk to. Um, so before we say goodbye to everybody, uh, any last thought, any last thing you want to say? Where do we get your merch? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I, I, I want to thank all my, everyone that supports me, you know, whether they be longtime diehard fans or brand new ones. Um, and then anybody that, takes the time just to go and listen to a song. I mean, if they're watching this and they're like, oh, let me go check out Skinner or Nivian. Let me let me hear a song. I mean, that's a lot. You're taking time out of your day to, to give me just that brief listen to see if I'm worthy of the playlist or worthy of your library. You know what I mean? Um, but for, uh, for merch and stuff, um, so uh, Nivian has its own website. Um, that's uh, www.niviane. So it's, it's a really weird name, but uh, you can also, so they have their own website. And then of course I have my own website, normanskinner.net, where you can find stuff on all my projects. And then of course, forbidden, I think, I believe it's forbiddenofficial.com. They have, uh, you know, their own merch and everything. So there's three different websites you could go to uh, for, the, my main three sort of projects, but at the one-stop shop, just go to normanskinner.net and you'll see a lot of videos. You'll have playlists of music, you know, news, the, the whole thing. It's all on there. All my socials. So anybody that wants to collaborate and stuff, you can go and you'll see my, my Instagram you'll see my Facebook, or you can just email me direct through there. And I'm very social. I'm, I'm not a cock star. I'm a normal guy. So you, you hit me up. I chat back. So he is, he is pretty cool, guys. We've been sitting here for over an hour. He's very laid back, very relaxed. I mean, it's been a nice conversation. Um, but on this note, we're going to be saying goodbye. Thank you so much, everybody that's been here. Like, these guys are here every Friday from, like, the beginning to the end of the show. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, Death Pigeon, Conjure, thank you for being here today. Matt, Ames, Anger Overdose zombie man these guys are they are amazing they give me life um norman thank you so much for taking the invites uh to be on the podcast today um i'll make sure to grab your music add it to the radio add it to the um playlist that we have for the show and i will be sending a copy of this interview once it's uh, uploaded on streaming platform 
and you'll get like a little thank you letter with a little art from the from the interview. Oh, nice. nice. I like so, that. And I, I can um, I can easily when when uh, once he touch base with me direct, um, I can send you a download links to all my past catalog just for you. So you, I mean, you can play whatever you want, but you can have it for you. So I appreciate that. I yeah. will be in contact for sure. I'll stay in contact. I try to stay in contact with everybody. I mean, everybody's cool. I, I like music. Right. So, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? No, you know what? Everybody that's that's listening, and then um, everyone that's been so cool to put their comments and stuff. Uh, hopefully, I made a new friend. I, I I don't believe you can have too many cool metal friends. It's not I possible. agree. I yeah. agree with that. All right, guys. Well, on this, I'll see you next Friday. Bye.